Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 202, recorded live on Saturday, April 23rd, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who got to do a spring break all over again, Dave Play. Hey, hey! And the man who didn't get a spring break. Well, technically I did. You're un- you're unemployed. <laughs> Andy Lowe, hi. You don't have a break because you don't have something to break from. That is true. Kate's already sending you a message about this. <laughs> uh, I, see, normally, I, I get the I comments about it. listening to the episode mm-hmm. after the episode airs, but Kate is currently sitting right next to me. Ah, so I'm getting them in real time. Sorry, I'm, I've got Laura sitting next to me too. <laughs> she says you're the stay-at-home husband who cooks and cleans. I do cook and clean. I do the laundry too. Or would that be considered part of cleaning? I, I think the laundry is considered part of cleaning on a general basis. Okay. You ask these questions, and I'm right here, but I don't have time to explain them to you, because we still have an episode to record. (laughs) (laughs) Patience, young. Patience. But Kate um, is raring to go, because um, our nephew was just born at 3 o'clock this morning. Aww. Oh, so you guys want to get out here? She wants to get out here uh, very quickly. Okay. Well, we're recording, right? Yes, I know. Okay. I guess we can't really hurry it up. No. Say... It, it kind of takes the hour, yeah. no matter what. Uh, we can fill it with topics and or banter. That is true. Uh, yep. For instance, Andy, how was Passover? Passover is quite fun. Was quite fun. Will be quite fun in the future, I am assuming. I, I hope so. If it is anything else like the previous Palais family Passovers. Such a non-traditional event, and yet we do it traditional. At this point, it is a tradition mm-hmm. to do it non-traditionally. Which is a tradition upon itself, yeah. Yeah. But it definitely well, was fun to see everybody in person. I got to play Flux, mm-hmm. which I have now added to the items for us to review. Oh, so we can now review Flux? Yes. But we're going to do that today. We have something else to review today. Yes, and it's not Portal 2. And it, no, no. We wouldn't do that to people. For the record, uh, we've both finished Portal 2. Uh, finished the single player. Finished the single player, yes. We still have to do the uh, cooperative. Yes. And um, it's not on the news topic list, but we finally figured out what the golden potato was for. But we're not going to say that either. Oh, wait, your golden potato. My golden potato. Yes, that we are going to say. Andy got a golden potato. Yes, for getting all of the potatoes in the potato games. That's what I'm calling the potato pack. Um, And And what was your reward, Andy? um, Well, I got a free copy of every single Valve game. Which for me meant that I got, what, like Counter-Strike, Left 4 Dead. Cachet. That's about, uh, yeah, Ricochet. Ooh. Uh, you had Left 4 Dead because Bri bought the four pack. I, I had, no, I was not in on that you four pack. You didn't send you that? No. Oh, I got Left 4 Dead 2 during the treasure hunt. Okay. And so I got Left 4 Dead. I this really time. And then that the treasure hunt again. Counter Strike. Or something similar to it. Well, there was this potato pack game where you got to play. <laughs> Lots of games. I'm still waiting. One of the magazines is doing a feature on the ARG, yeah. and I can't wait to hear what they say. But they basically, they called up the guys and like, hey, do you want to do this community event? And they didn't really tell them about what it was. They seemed all for it. <laughs> the audio surf guy says normally he has uh, 300 people playing at one time. <laughs> During the potato pack game, when his turn was up with Gladys at home, he had 6,000 people playing the game at one time. Wow. All of them, most of the time, playing the same song. Oh, God, everyone had to be playing the device has been device modified. modified. Which is a really catchy song. Yeah, I know. I like that. God, I so want to talk about the songs for Portal, but I can't. But um, Well, we could probably talk about this. Well, let's hold off for the review. Yes. I do have to say, though, um, with that, though, I have a free copy of Portal 2 now. 
Okay. Which I am thinking, since multiple people have asked me, to give it away to our listeners. Ah. How are we going to do that? I have an idea. It would occur to me that most of our listeners have Portal 2. Although, it's a, since it's a, a pass, you could they could win it for a friend. That is true. Did somebody just chat you on Skype? Yeah, guess who? Mo? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that happened like two seconds after he messaged me. Right. So, so I, I, have, I have an idea, and okay. I'll let you know when we get to the review section what the idea is, because then I'll give you a week, yeah, Monday through, uh-huh. if, you, if the episode's up on Monday, Monday through Friday, to uh-huh. get the okay. response in. What are you nodding about? Well, it, it gives me an idea of what you're going to do, but anyways, let us go on. <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, Golden Potato, Portal 2, uh, Passover, yep. which was kind of funny is, um, with all that stuff about letting uh, Portal 2 out early. <laughs> it was out, like... Nine hours early? Something like that. But it came out in the middle of the night at 12.30 in the morning. We both stayed up. Um, I wanted to see if it would work. I was having issues. And so, so did I you had to buy it for the, play, for the 360? Yes. Andy! What? Really? Yeah. You spent another 40... So how expensive was this game to you? Well, I'm turning Portal 2 in now that I'm done with it. And then I'm putting that towards um, L.A. Noir. What do you mean turning it in? At GameStop. Ah, that's what I do. I get the game, and then I play it and beat it. And now that I'm done with it, I'm going to turn it in and use the uh, trading credit for another game. Kind of my idea of pay it forward. That's what I did with um, Need for Speed. You're not paying it forward. You're paying it to GameStop. But yes, but I'm also getting a discount on another new game. Which you're paying to GameStop. So, it's yes, they are evil. Well, they're not really evil. They are evil! We've talked about this. We have. They are evil. But they're not really that evil. Do you want me to tell you one thing good that they did? Sure. Okay. The ESRB did their secret shopper where they got, um, that's the wrong ESRB link. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Let me find the There's right one. Two ESRB links on here? Yes. I see the one, oh, ESRB enforcement is probably yes, the one. Yes, ESRB enforcement. That's the one I wanted to find. <laughs> okay. So they went, send people oh, to various sorry. places. The, F- to- the FTC went and recruited 13 to 16 year olds, sent them unaccompanied by a parent to buy R-rated movie tickets, R-rated movie DVDs, unrated DVDs of movies that were R-rated when they were first released in theaters, uh, music CDs containing the parental advisory label, and video games rated M. And they did this... M for mature. Yes. Uh, between November and January. Now, let us point out, it is not illegal to sell an M-rated game to a minor. No. That is what the Supreme Court case is going to officially put down, hopefully. Right. Whenever they release their findings. Oh, it's going to be in like two months, isn't it? Yeah, in June. Wow. Well, should be exciting. Yeah. Um, do they but just this, release them in like a giant batch? Yeah, they they do all they do a couple of weeks of oral arguments, which is what happened in November. Yeah, in October, and then they do they have time off to actually do their case studies and write their write whatever the Supreme Court writes their briefs about the pros and cons. They have to do their uh, they have to figure out who's the majority and minority and who's going to speak on behalf of <coughs> the majority and the minority. And then once that they do a bunch of those. So they have time off to write their briefs, and then they come in later and actually announce their findings. But, like, do they just say, on this case we find this, next case we find this, next, or do they sit down and go back over it a little bit? Um, I'm not sure. Hey, I, I would assume that either they would just announce the amount of what happened, or um, maybe they would do an actual reading of their briefs, who knows? But that's, that's what they do. They, they listen to a bunch of stuff, they go into hiding, and they come out saying whether or not there are six more weeks of winter. Yep. But anyway. Cute. The FTC does this uh, every year. Okay. Um, and the results are 
Uh, 64% of the kids were able to purchase CDs. 38% were able to purchase R-rated DVDs. 47% purchased unrated DVDs. And one-third of underage shoppers were able to buy a ticket to an R-rated movie. Okay. Now, last year, 20% were able to buy M-rated games. This year, only 13% of underage kids were able to buy a mature-rated game. Wow. Yeah. And Go game uh, places. Yeah, GameStop was actually the second best. Target now, Target allowed this, this doesn't say anything about online stores <clears throat> no like Amazon no that is a little hard to but Amazon wouldn't stop them from the DVDs or the movies no the music I don't think there's any sort well you have to provide a credit card number yes and most of the time if you have a credit card you are Not of if age. I went through my parents wallet true or if I'm using my parents account <laughs> or if I'm using PayPal it's also true. Hmm. Well, you have to have a bank account. Well, I had a bank account when I was underage. And that could easily have hooked up to PayPal. Hmm. That is an interesting... We should look into that. What? The fact that you could buy all this stuff online. Like an RA podcast exclusive. What? Showing, showing how there needs to be more age restrictiveness online compared to actual physical stores. Oh, okay. Because all you have is just you know, the videos. You have the age gate, which um, if any kid is old enough to do math, they could get right. by. An age gate has actually stopped me before because I misclicked. <laughs> I was rather ticked. Because it wouldn't let you put a new one in. Right. Like, I'm old enough to watch this video, damn it. <laughs> That's when you go and open up the other browser. Mm-hmm. But Target only allowed 8%. GameStop only allowed 9 <coughs> Kmart and Toys R Us were at 10%. Best Buy was at 16 And Walmart was actually up at 20%. So Best Buy and Walmart were um, the two companies that were dragging down the average. Right. But, yeah, whoever thinks that the ESRB is not working, um, 13%. Thirty-three percent for an R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they are physically walking up there to get a ticket. Well, actually, at this point, they don't even need to do that. There's the automated kiosk. That's true. <sighs> now, if I were the FTC, I wouldn't. I would have instructed the kid, "You have to go to the human." And we will already take note that they have these automated kiosks, which completely get rid of the whole point. Oh, Dave, what are your thoughts on random reviews for movies? If we've got nothing else. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> if we're reviewing a movie, we've run out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. uh, movie, we could do it. It's just we'd both have to see it. I am not a huge Wait, fan. Wait, we both have to uh, well, review something? I, okay, I guess Because there not. are some things that I would like to review video game-wise that I know you will not be playing. Well, or uh, well, I would have to wait <laughs> for you to finish. You know, like GTA 4, which you still haven't finished. Oh, whatever, I can read the wiki. <laughs> I was just thinking of turning that around, though, that there are things that I enjoy reviewing that you would hate to play. Okay. I have the time. I will give my opinion on it. <laughs> but you have to give it a fair shot, Andy. I, I will gladly give it a fair shot, but if I don't like it, I don't like it. But I will trudge through it for the sake of an Final honest review. Final Fantasy VI. Really? We're going to review Final Fantasy VI? Well, we could just say any of the Final Fantasy series, but I think you'd hate to play just about any of them except five or six. Yeah, I would have to trudge through um, for a review. Mm. Okay, so maybe not. Let's uh, we'll think about that's, that. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's in the future. Yeah. Um, no, we, we could review movies. That would be fine. What um, currently is in the present, though? RPG perfumes. Uh? Yeah. If you click on our link, I, RPG perfumes. Somebody is selling perfumes based on your character's race. What? Yeah. So the dwarf um, has iron fillings and chips of stone, styrian gold hops, and soot-covered leather. That's what it smells like. Wow. Um, 
The elf is a pale golden musk, honeycomb, amber, parma violet, hawthorn bark, aspen leaf, forest lily, life everlasting white moss, and a hint of wild berry. It, this isn't just on your race, Andy. Scroll down. Oh, God. There are classes. Keep going. Oh, God. There are alignments. Yeah. Is, okay. Oh, here. What does evil smell like? <laughs> Smoldering opium tar, tobacco, green tea, black plum, kush, ambergris. Wow, that's going to be pretty potent stench. Well, it is evil. I love how good it is vanilla, honey, and sugar. Oh. <laughs> if you really want to get into character, only seventeen fifty per five milliliter bottle. Presented in amber apothecary. I wonder if you can combine them both. How would an evil dwarf smell? Nothing like. I was thinking of a chaotic, good uh, um, halfling cleric. There would be so many scents there going on. I love how the rogue is basically just leather, hemp, and rosin. Rosin or resin? Rosin. R O S I N. Mm, what is rosin? It's used uh, in. Um, Mostly, uh, I think it's a pitch. Well, it's it's like resin, which you use it a lot if you violin. This is from the Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab. Which, what else do they have? Well, you can buy imp ears. Wait, why? What is this? Virgins? This area is being refurbished. <gasps> Atomic Luau Lounge. All these, they're all different sorts of flavors. If you want a tropical flavor. Steamworks. Smoldering coals heat the device from below and steam hisses through two curved pipes, rotating the shiny brass sphere. Yeah, you could you could get seventeen fifty for a five milliliter bottle. That's what I just said. Were you not paying attention to me, or were you no, too I was, distracted I was with the being distracted by smokestack, gray brown flue gases belch from ah creosote coal and industrial waste. If you really want to smell like you've worked in a coal mine, they have the perfume for you. Pharmacopoeia. I have an odd feeling that somebody's actually going to buy some of these. I have an odd feeling that many people buy this. Otherwise, they would not have such an extensive collection. A picnic in Arkham? Oh, you can buy your own uh, tarot card set. So, I thought that was quite interesting. White amber, green coconut meat, iris, palmarosa, Chinese peony, lime, water lily, snowdrop, muguet? No idea. It seems it's very interesting to Dave. Just why? Hey... People, I guess, want to smell, want to engross themselves fully into their characters. Aftershave, candy wrappers, brimstone, and cat. You know what would be great, though, is... Want to know what they named that one? What did they name that one? Hellboy. Ah, not not basing perfumes off of characters, but basing it off of locations. Perfumes off of locations? So, no, so instead of (coughs) smelling like your character, Mm -hmm. you get one of those um, bowls that allows the perfume to permeate. Okay. And if you guys are in a dungeon, actually, like, pour stuff in there so it smells like musty. A dungeon? Yeah. Or if you're in Just a bar, it smells like to tobacco and basement. beer. But it doesn't smell like the, the moss. The that, mold? Yes. Or you could, you know, just release mold spores into the air. Soak, soak everything down with water. Wait a bit. Come back to your next week game. Then it will definitely smell like a dungeon. That would be a neat idea, though, just to add to the ambiance of your game. That's what I would go for. Rather than smelling like a character, I would want it. Well, you, you could use some of this, like the thing for industrial waste. You could use it for that purpose. That is true. You'd have to uh, be witching brews. Hmm. Now who's yeah. the one who's still enthralled by the Sorry. Eye? Moving on. <clears throat> Let's see. So... 
going back to the ESRB. <laughs> it's like ESRB tangent. ESRB. Yeah. Um, they are introducing a new rating process. Okay. For downloadable. Their previous rating process had been let's get a bunch of volunteers. Three to come in. Three. Three. Wow. Play through All, the game. Yeah. The, the games would they would get a sent in a uh, a DVD and then three people would have to agree. At least three would have to agree on the rating. So it would, you would actually send in a DVD of the content and then the ESRB would watch it by three people and then try and figure out what it is. But now, um, the new ratings are going to be done by a computer for digital download games only. So, if you had a digital download game you want to get it rated by the ESRB, you would go to their, um, go to the new form, and it would contain a series of multiple choice questions. And so, you would answer, basically, I guess, how much violence is there, what type of sexual content, yada, 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 um... Let's see, it says, also addresses important contextual factors such as the game's realism and visual style, player's perspective, that sort of stuff. And the responses uh, would be crunched by a computer, and then as soon as you send in a DVD reflecting all of the disclosed content, the ESRB computer would spit out your rating. Hmm. Now, the DVD would be later looked over to verify that your disclosure was, com- was what was actually in the game. Right. Which, if it wasn't, the ESRB would either A, change your rating, or B, pull it... Um, from whatever digital store you're on, pending a resubmission to them. So it's more like a rate your own game. Yes, I'm not sure what I feel about that. That's they, they say that's the that's the only way they're able to handle the increased volume of right digital games. Was it this article? Or one of the other articles I was reading about this. How the amount of just digital only releases are almost matching the number of uh, movie releases in a year. I think it's like. Uh, 600 or 700 digital only releases compared to about 800 movies released a year that the MPAA rates. So, and most likely the raters have a checklist in front of them of what they should be looking for, or maybe they were taught with a checklist of what is appropriate for certain levels. And if you can just automate that, especially if you have a huge backlog category, you could just set up a database of, okay, this is acceptable for this, this is acceptable for this, and then just plug it into a computer, let the computer do most of the work, and then just double-check the computer's work later. That's my thought. Hmm. You're still not happy with a computer rating your games? No. Are you? Well, uh, yeah, I'm not. I mean, the whole rating system is so subjective anyways. Yeah, well, it's just supposed to be a guideline. That's all it is. It's a widely accepted guideline. Yep. But... Who knows whose kid is able to handle certain games and who is not. So, but that's that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, nothing we can do about it. Nope. Okay, what else do we have? We too. Yes. Um, the rumors, we talked about the rumors last week, well, the Wii HD. Everybody's calling it the Wii 2 now. Yeah. And, um, or the Wii... That's bad. Oh, I didn't notice that when I first linked this article. If I had noticed that... I that it's the Wii II, the Wii... <sighs> oh, side note, I'm looking at Kentaco's list, and it looks like there's going to be another Hitman game. Yay! Sorry, I got distracted by Hitman. So That's fine. Um, but the the rumors are basically saying that Nintendo is going to launch the machine by the end of next year. Hmm. And the other rumors are... So talk- they're going to release it at E3 this year. Most likely. Which is kind of funny, because Harmonix says they're going to have a big announcement at E3 as well. <laughs> More plastic! <laughs> I don't know how many instruments they have left. You have the keyboard, you have the drums, you have guitar, you have bass. Harmonica. What is it, the Blues Travelers? <laughs> Bob Dylan. It's rock band Bob Dylan. The mic auto-tunes you off-key. <sighs> halfway, uh, halfway through the game, the guitar switches from acoustic to electric. Yep. 
Um, but anyway, the, the, the Wii coming out is only part of the story. The other part of the story is people have been talking to people at Sony and Microsoft about their plans and unofficially because nobody has the authority yeah um, that Microsoft and Sony aren't going to have anything out new until 2014 I'd believe it I mean they said they wanted the PS3 to have a 10 year life cycle and that's not 2014 is it's close yeah, and PS2 and the... So what was the range from the PS2 to the PS3? PS2 came out in 2000, I think. Yeah, something right around there. So six years? So 2014, that's about six years or so. Yeah. Between the PS2 and the PS... The quote-unquote the PS4. And the PS3 and the PS4. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. So, but man, a, a two-year head start? Well, Microsoft and Sony apparently aren't scared of it. Yeah. Nor really should they, given Nintendo's past record. Unless Nintendo's coming out with, like, some bizarre new, I mean, completely unthought of, which is kind of what they've been doing, but... Well, okay, so we've got the... Nintendo has a different market than the PS3 and the 360. Which, I think Microsoft and Sony have realized that they're not going to beat the Wii. Right. At this point, I think it's... hopes they've realized they are not going to beat the Wii. So, they just... Please move away from all this motion controller bullshit. I thought you liked the motion control. I like the idea of it. I Are you kidding? When Microsoft announced Kinect, I said this is going to fail. I said it makes no sense. You're not going to be able to do anything like a first-person shooter. It's going to be kitschy. It's going to be uh, a gimmick, and it's not going to improve gaming at all. It's really funny is I should probably go back to Leapix, uh, not Leapix, Epic Default episode where you were on right after E3 when they announced the Kinect. I talked about that. I said almost those exact same words. You can go back. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of want to go back and compare and see if you had actually quoted yourself exactly. Word for word. That would be impressive, years later, to have quoted myself word for word. Okay, so wait for a new Xbox or PlayStation until 2014 would make the Xbox 360 the lead Microsoft gaming console for nine years, and the PlayStation 3's chief console for eight. I'm guessing that's from when they announce it. Yep. But so... So let's see, if they're going to do it in 2014, it means probably 2012 or 2013, E3. Yeah, most likely... Well, you gotta you gotta announce it now to give developers a chance to. Nah. If you're going for, no. Okay. So if you're going for late 2014, you could still announce it at the 2013 E3. And they still have a year and a half. Yeah. That. Yeah, I could. Okay. <clears throat> and they will do it late. They'll do it for holiday season. But of course, since they the holiday, they don't realize you know, what they really need to do. No, they real they realize what they need to do. They need to get it out around the holiday season so everybody will buy it and then crash Xbox Live and PlayStation Home on Christmas Day. Because yeah. that's good publicity. Yeah. Nothing like having your whole um, online network um, go down for, you know, multiple days. Right, Sony? <laughs> Three days ago, the PlayStation Network uh, kind of went south. Again. Again. I'd like to point out this is not the first time that PlayStation owners have had technical difficulties. Yeah. I don't recall. I mean, my memory's not perfect, but I do not recall live ever going down for days at a time. Or my console bricking itself. No, my console Red Ring three times. (laughs) So technically it did brick itself. No, Red Ring is not bricking. Were you able to use it? Sometimes. Other times it was basically just a giant doorstop? Yes, it, it did brick. But there you go. But it bricked with an extended warranty, so ah-ha-ha. Ha. 
Ooh, so you could get another one that will eventually brick. Eventually. Speaking of bricks, by the way, how's your phone? Um, my replacement is coming on Monday. Oh, oh no, Andy. <laughs> Are you gonna let yeah, root your side? phone. It'll be easy. Are you gonna let me root it this side? I suppose. What did you do? I temp rooted it, and then I was in the process of perma rooting it, but it didn't work. Like I just, I, I don't even remember what how I did. I just followed step by step, and it's like do this, do this, do this. Okay, hey, I was work. following step by step, and all of a sudden it didn't work. I don't know why. I'm very, very sorry. Oh, well, another right. one will show up on Monday, yep. and then I will have seven days to make sure it works before I send back the old one. Okay. Warranty or? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Your warranty, which is why I did it now. Yeah. And I guess it, it failed in a way that I was actually still able to get a warranty on it. Granted, if it had failed the other way, I probably would have been able to fix it on my own. So, Because it's that whole security on versus security off. That's what's the problem with the G2 and the perma root, is the fact that the perma root basically tells the security to look somewhere else. Ah. See, so I, it will assume that it's always off, even though I had, it's still on. I had rooted mine uh, kind of at the cutting edge, so it was before they had really named everything and gotten it all 100% figured out. Ah. They just knew, hey, here's the method that works, so let's go with that. Okay. That's why I didn't understand what the S-on and S-off was. Ah, well now, what? There, is a, there is a wonderful wiki article about all of the... Uh, there are terms now. Yeah. And the term that Sony used for their um, takedown of the uh, PlayStation Network. Yeah. And Sony's Q-Rock City. I don't know what the heck that is. Um, What? Q-R-I-O-C-I-T-Y. Okay. But their their, uh, term for that was, it was an quote-unquote external intrusion. Someone hacked them? Most likely, even though Anonymous, quote-unquote, said that uh, for once we didn't do it. Granted, Anonymous is... um, 4chan. Not 4chan. There's yes, it started in 4chan. Most likely, it, most of the time, it is in 4chan, but it still has expanded beyond that. What are we gonna do if Anonymous is actually an AI, like Skynet, which should mm-hmm. have actually come down uh, two days ago? Skynet. Yeah. Oh, it was Judgment Day two days ago. Well, the the uh, adjusted Skynet, the one in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. The really? original, the original Judgment Day was actually supposed to be in like 1997. Yeah, I remember that. That's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, the the new Skynet. Uh, coming online day was supposed to be like 8.31 or something like that on the 21st, which is funny that um, speaking of things going down, Amazon's uh, cloud outage happened right around the same time and somebody, one of the official Amazon people in the forums um, officially stated that Skynet did not have anything to do with the service event at this time, (laughs) which um, the next reply would be, that's exactly what Skynet would say. This is a very large event affecting McAvoy, working very hard, trying to at least get a reply to the customers, creating new threads to let them know if they are impacted by the event or their issues. I say, from the information I have to answer your questions, Skynet did not have anything to do with the service event at this time. Oh, so somebody at Amazon's got a sense of humor. Yeah. And hopefully knows their sci-fi history. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have to officially, he wouldn't have to actually know that it was supposed to come online that day. Yeah. To still respond and say, look, this was not Skynet. Of all the things that this was, I can firmly state it was not Skynet. Uh, what is um, 
kind of scary though is apple uh was found out that they uh keep track of your location which mm-hmm. would not be surprising everything gets geotagged there was actually an article i didn't post here but it was uh two guys at a security conference who were able to take an anonymous twitter user who had posted pictures find out basically where the guy was located find the house number and then from there was able to find out his name his place of employment his wife's name his children's name his family's stuff wow just starting out just with the geolocation information in his pictures that he had posted to his twitter account that's creepy yeah um but the fact is that Apple's iPhones um, will keep track of your data of where you've been located in a file that contains latitude and longitude of the phone's recorded coordinates along with a timestamp. Um, it's not just Apple. Yes, Google also <coughs> um, keeps track of your location. Using more or less the same method. Yes, but the scary thing is the amount of data that Apple keeps tabs on. It keeps your ev- all the location data for the past year. Why? That's the question. But, um, yeah, they keep track of location data for a whole year, which also um, somebody has set up an app, which if you look at the link right under Apple watching iPhones is how to see what Apple is tracking with your phone, Um, an app that you can actually use to see what data is actually on your phone, which I am kind of curious to see what my brother's um, iPad data (laughs) is because he is quite... The World Traveler. Um, I watched Up in the Air, the one movie with George Clooney, mm-hmm. about the guy who travels all the time. I had images of my brother multiple times during that movie. Okay. But I would love to see his location data because it's probably literally all over the map from here to Europe and back and south and north. And Right. But yeah, that's a, that's a little scary that they're keeping the entire year's worth of data. Well, that they're keeping data on you at all. Why? I, like, it boggles my mind. It's why I'm stuck here. Well, like, uh, the, the, the. Maybe they're keeping track of where the phones are actually being used, so they know where to... No, they're not a service provider, so they can't be... Right! Plot. Mm. They have no reason. What's interesting, though, is the Android one, you basically hit, you have to agree to send the location data to Google. The iPhone um, just took it. Yep. <laughs> You've already given us your permission by signing our contract. It's... It's really funny. This is hopefully now finally getting people to understand your phone knows where you are. At all times. This data can be found out, which would be good, you know, if case you were in an auto accident. Yep. The whole E911 system is probably has saved multiple lives at this time. Which reminds me, uh, there's something I wanted to bring up because it was really, really cool, and it's a brilliant idea, and it's I want to try and help it kind of gain traction. Okay. It's called the ICE Movement, I-C-E. The ICE Movement? What is the case of emergency. Okay. Uh, And the idea is you have a couple contacts on your phone labeled I-C-E-1 and then a name, I-C-E-2 and then a name. And it's if someone finds the phone and there's a problem going on, there's an emergency, you've been in a car accident or something, these are the numbers that you want someone else to call. Oh, it's a neat idea. Well, okay, so I'm curious. I Well, I can't try it on my phone because my phone's not working. Oh, crap, I just turned it on. <laughs> now I need to pull out the battery to shut it well off. Well done, Andy. But I know with the screen lock on there, it has that button that says emergency call. Yep, that's to call, like, 911. Is it set up to just call 911, or are you able to dial maybe a set of numbers or something? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. actually try it, because if you call 911, um, you will get charged for them sending. Yeah, I, I know. Let's see. Actually, it, I believe it brings up a dial pad, but it'll only accept, like, 911. It'll be like, no, you, you can't do this. What is it? What does the button do? It's... 
Of course, you could always write a... Oh, somebody has an app called ICE. Oh, cool. So, but, yeah, it does... Mark it. That emergency, con- the emergency call button's on the lock screen, so... I yeah, gotta... but that's for, like, 911. See, I leave my phone unlocked. Oh, my problem with it is that it dial 911 directly as soon as you press it. I did so a couple of times while unlocking my phone instead of popping up the dial pad to call the emergency number. So if somehow you could edit that button on the lock screen to bring up the ICE... And you could even just label the button in case of emergency that you could still lock your phone, but then have it be used to call whoever needs to be called. But that is a neat idea. I shall look into that, you know, once I fix my phone. Um, Speaking of phones, AT&T just filed their first paperwork for the acquisition of T-Mobile USA. Ooh, did they give a reason why they want T-Mobile? Yes. Really? Um, AT&T faces network capacity constraints more severe than those of any other wireless provider, in a large part to an astronomical mobile data volume surge of 8,000% from 2007 to 2010. Okay. Which is funny because it never mentions the iPhone by name, but 2007 is when the iPhone iPhone came came out. So they don't want to badmouth badmouth the iPhone, but they still want to say, this phone is killing us. And that is why they want to buy T-Mobile is because, um, oh, it says actually that the tablets are worse than phones. A smartphone generates 24 times the mobile data traffic of a conventional wireless phone. And the explosively popular iPad, that is the one time the iPad is mentioned by name, and similar tablet devices can generate traffic comparable or even greater than a smartphone. Well, duh. Yeah. In the first five to seven weeks of 2015, AT&T expects to carry all of the mobile data traffic volume it carried during (coughs) 2010. So AT&T always said, oh, yeah, we just have no problem with our network. What is this call droppage, slow data? What are you talking about? We have plenty of data available. We're not dropping calls. Don't listen to them. Except when they, you know, talk to the FCC. Hey, FCCC. We're dropping calls. We need Our to data network other. sucks. We need to buy someone. Oh, shit, this is public record. Uh. But they have to do it. They have to say why they needed to buy T-Mobile. And this was the thing, was the fact that... It basically fessed up saying our network was not ready for the iPhone and the iPad. And still is. And um, as the the other thing that most people have been claiming is the monopoly issue, right? Right. The FCC found last year that approximately three quarters of Americans live in localities contested by at least five facility-based wireless providers. So no. They they say that uh, they don't have to worry about monopolies because there are going to be then uh four wireless providers in the area with most of them but i thought it was really funny that this was such an about face from what they've always said seriously our network is crap you need to let us buy someone else because our network sucks so bad um, speaking of phones, this one's actually kind of interesting. Well, I found it interesting. Remember the Flip HD cameras? Yes. The cool little handheld cameras that could record in 720. Um, they were bought by Cisco, which seemed a little odd. Okay. Uh, they are going away. Oh. Yep. Sad. How come? Well, mainly because... No one's buying them anymore. Yeah. And your phone can shoot HD video now. My so, phone can? Yeah. Really? I thought I could shoot an HD video. She I didn't think the camera was that powerful. Now I'm just picking up the Panasonic G2 camera. <laughs> oh, I don't want the Panasonic. But there are cameras now. Uh, the, the G2 5-megapixel camera, which is capable of HD video capture. So there you go. 
720 okay. video. Well, yeah, so the, the little flip phone, uh, flip cameras are totally unnecessary then. Which brings up the next question. Are we ever going to see a death of the iPhone? Uh, the iPhone? The iPhone? Yeah. The iPod. Not the iPod Touch, but just the iPod itself. Uh, we've already seen the death of the iPod, Andy. Really? You can buy the Nano and you can buy the Touch. Can you even buy an iPod anymore? Yeah, you think you can still buy the iPod Classic? Uh, are you sure about that? Apple Start page. Let's see. iPad, 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 MacBook. Uh, I'm iPod. iPod Classic, $250. Yep. Sure enough, you can still buy the iPad. The iPod. You can buy the Tiny Shuffle, the weird-looking Nano, which I don't like, Yeah. and the Classic now. But the Nano is basically an iPod Touch, just really small and with a crippled OS. It can't do video, though. As I said, really small with a crippled OS. Okay. Um... So it will the yes they'll they'll die out. Apple will stop making them. Because I still need, I can actually well my old phone, <laughs> the phone that was working, <laughs> is able to actually sync with iTunes. Yep, which is really nice with iSyncer. Yeah, great little program. Sorry, mail just came and so okay. really plopped down in front of me. Distractions. Ah, this Bad is why I record when you're not here. Focus. <laughs> Keep focusing. I'm putting my hand up. She's not here. Okay. Now I'm so distracted. Oh, yes. Netflix and Gamefly and the post office. Yes. Two years ago, we actually talked about the fact that Gamefly was suing the post office. God, was it, has it been two years? It has been basically two years. Wow. Okay, so refresh my memory. Why was Gamefly suing the post office? Well, they were suing them back April 23, 2009, for the fact that DVTs returned by subscribers to Netflix and its prepaid letter-sized mailers were not, were not machine-usable. So okay. the, the post office has a bunch of automated letter processing stuff, and the DVDs would cause the machine to jam. Right. So the post serv- post office was basically setting up some of their offices with slots that said Netflix only, or were spending time removing the Netflix envelopes from the automated label, the automated system, without charging any sort of non-machining fee. Okay. For manually having to go through and sift and put them through the machine, not put them through the machines, but circumvent the machines by hand. But they were uh, charging Gamefly that amount. Huh. Um, yeah, so they were, the, post- the Postal Service is unwilling to hand process Gamefly's returns, causing Gamefly to incur an additional ounce charge on its mail to, it's the non-machinable surcharge, which the Post Service refused to waive. And so... Two years later, court finally ruled that, well, it's not the court, well, the U.S. Postal Regulatory Commission ruled that they had unduly discriminated against Gamefly, and now we're going to put Gamefly as the same level as Netflix. Cool. Which is going to save Gamefly $730,000 per month. That's a that lot is of a ounce- lot of money. That's a lot of ounces. Uh, I hope that they would pass this money on to the consumer. <laughs> Uh, is is kind of pricey. Yeah, well, it's how much is it per month? Like, isn't there a twenty dollar plan or something like that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not cheap. No, if you play a lot of games, it would be cheap. It's still not cheap. You'd have to play through two games. Well, not two games a month. What what game every two months? Then what do you do about the games you want to keep? That's always the problem, right? Otherwise. Right. So, who knows? but <clears> that's, that's. I mean, it, it's. Um, it would be that if you could get the game that you wanted when you wanted it. Which, but when I signed up for things like this, I'd have a queue of like eight games, and I'd be like, "We don't have any of your games. Go add more to the queue." <laughs> Seriously? So I'd go and add more to the queue. It's like, okay, uh, we've got your fifteenth game. Is that okay? 
We'll send it out to you. No, don't don't worry. We'll send it out to you. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, and while you've got it, the first three games finally came out. Uh, we've got those, but since you've got your fifteenth game, we're going to send those to other people. That's why you just gotta not care about when you play games, oh. except for things like Portal Two. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's one of the things where if if you just want to play games and you don't care how old they are, then go to goodoldgames.com or go to Steam where it's still cheaper. Well, if there's a sale, yeah, well. that's when you just have to wait for the sale and go. Oh yeah, sure. Hello, summertime. Speaking of gaming, the PSP Go and the US or the PSP Go and the DS, not the US. <laughs> yes, the US is being discontinued. <laughs> All of it. Uh oh. Except Alaska. Yeah, but the PSP Go and, and the DS, the DS Lite, not the DS. Not the 3DS, but the DS Lite. And the DS itself. Well, yeah, the that DS was Lite. discontinued a long time ago. Yeah. Um, are being discontinued. Well, we think. The PSP Go is only getting uh, discontinued in Japan and Europe. It's still going to be sold in the U.S. But yeah, still but no one you... bought it in the U.S. to begin with, so why would they keep buying it now? I don't know. But they're continuing the production of the PSP Go in North America, which means most likely, um, I don't know, they just want to try and get rid of what stock they have left, and they had the most for the North America stock. I guess. I don't know. Um, but the other one, the DS Lite, is not official yet because it's been basically a screenshot of a memo put through GameStop stating that once they're done with their DS Lights... They're not um, getting any more? Yeah. They will no longer be replenished. Huh. If the store sells through the current stock of these units, please remove any corresponding DS Lite display boxes from the sales floor and discard. Wow. So if you want a DS, now is the time to, now is the time to pick it up? I if only because it. you won't be able to later. But it's still 120 bucks. <laughs> yeah. What's the DSi cost? 150 bucks. <laughs> So if you wanted to pay 30 bucks less for old hardware, you could still Well, it it's a question of whether you want... Backwards compatibility? Yeah. And a camera? Ooh, camera on my DS. That's exactly what I need. I'm trying to think of a, hey, hey, dog, I heard you like cameras, but I can't think of one. No. But, hey, if it wasn't so expensive, I had, wouldn't have no problem picking up a DS. There are some games I would love to play, like uh, Phoenix Wright, um... The, the doctor one that came out on the Wii. The, uh, crap, trauma thing. Trauma Center. Trauma Center. Ah. And, uh, Professor... Layton. Yes. And some of those other puzzle-type games. Since the DS was a big puzzle platform, other than Pokemon. That's all I can think of. It's like puzzle games and Pokemon for the DS. Can you think of anything, Dave? Not really. For the DS? Yeah. Hang on. Puzzle Quest. <laughs> puzzle game. Uh, Trauma Center is a puzzle game. Phoenix Wright is a puzzle game. Scribble Nuts. Arguably a puzzle game. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at my list of DS games right now. Nintendogs? Not a puzzle game. Not a puzzle game. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so puzzle game. Puzzle, game retro, puzzle, 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 fuzziness. Uh, Cutesy fuzziness. Well, that, I mean, some of that is that casual games tend to be puzzle games because they're short. You can stop at any time. Right. Once you finish a puzzle, you don't have to worry about continuing if you don't want so to. It, it makes sense for it to be a puzzle game, a puzzle platform, really. So I'm just waiting for them to officially announce that the DS Lite is getting discontinued and then cut the price. That's what I want to see. You won't see a price cut. Mm. <laughs> oh, Andy. We are going to see Google Music. What is this? Google Music is been rumored for a long way, uh, but the latest music app on Android has a very odd feature about playing it from the cloud. So if I put my iTunes up on the... That would be a lot of storage that would yes. be needed to put music up in the cloud. Yes, it would. 
However, if you and I both had a lot of the same songs, they'd only really need to keep one copy of it. And just, yeah. My music library right now is 50.64 gigabytes. I don't want to know what mine is. I think it's more. My legitimate music library. Um... Most of mine is legit. I'm at 76 gigabytes. Most of that is legit. Really? Yeah. OC Remix, baby. Ah. And Dwelling of Duels. Let's see. Dwelling of Duels is 8 gigabytes. OCR I think if the music industry is able to get basically Google money, because Google would have to pay somebody for rights to basically use, music industry is going to get a big fat check. And finally, the fact that somebody built a pitching robot. A pitching can, robot? Yeah. Well, it, it threw the first pitch at a Phillies game. Okay. The Philly bot, designed by the University of Pennsylvania, gave the first pitch at the Washington Nationals opener to the Philly mascot, that weird green thing. Yeah. And it's not a pitching machine, it's a pitching robot, because it pitches the balls with a similar trajectory as a live human pitcher, complete with an armature and a hand that were designed for throwing. It can even put spin on the ball, so it can throw a curveball. Interesting. Exactly like... A human. Yeah. Huh. It can throw at high speeds, but currently now it's only throwing at 40 miles per hour so it doesn't hurt people. (laughs) Uh, The video there shows the ball actually hitting the dirt before it hits. (laughs) Apparently it's because a fanatic broke his wrist catching a pitch last year. (laughs) Wow. So everybody will think it's the robot's fault, but no, it's the mascot's fault. The mascot broke his wrist. Way to be, mascot. Way to be. So, yeah, I guess it has to be an RA podcast, or it won't be an RA podcast without having some sort of robot. No. All right, so let's hit the hour game. Yes, you have Rock Band, Dave. Woohoo! Rock Band, Rock Band 2, and Rock Band 3. You want to talk about hours on end? <laughs> How long is the endless set at the end of Rock Band? I don't know. It's Well, it's all the songs you have, so however many songs you have. Endless set time. How long, What is the estimated time it will take to finish the endless set list? Without failing or breaks, it can be done in slightly under 4.5 hours. Oh, God. Oh, and they did it again for Rock Band 2. Rock Band 2 yep. endless set time. Which will be like 10 hours. Especially since you can import almost all the games. Rock from Band all, yeah. yeah. Endless set list 2 time. What does this say? Uh, Even uh, longer. Six and a half hours. Oh, Oh, man. Bet you they did it for number three. Rock Band 3 at the set. <laughs> and they always keep on adding new songs. It's... Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't have the endless set three time length on here. It, it does exist, though, but... Yeah. Yeah, talk about hours right there. <laughs> My only problem with Rock Band was the fact that sometimes I wanted to play songs as a band, but didn't want to sing. So there were songs that were in the Rock Band store that didn't have lyrics but they wouldn't let you pick those songs in a band if you had a singer. Yep, you would have to drop your singer. Which was also annoying that you couldn't just say, I wanted to sing and play guitar. How you had to sign in as two different people. Did they fix that for Rock Band 2 or no? Mm, For Rock Band 2, no. Rock Band 3, did they fix that? Uh, Sort of. Rock Band 3, because they added the keyboard, but you can only have four players logged in. They added in what's called the all-band mode, or all-instruments mode, uh, where the singer isn't actually an instrument anymore. Ah. It's just kind of there at the top of the screen, and it still takes the mic. Hmm. They probably had to put that in for uh, Beatles Rock Band, because of the three-part harmony. No, that was all the singers are on one controller. This, the singer, actually doesn't have a controller anymore. So confusing. Yep. It's been away too long. Yep. 
my I probably would go back and play Guitar Hero 2 and suck at it. Yep. And Rock Band. Or you could play on Brendan's actual electric guitar. I heard that he got one. Yeah. I'd have to see how well that works. I tried to learn how to play guitar once. It's pretty amazing. It's really hard. Well, yeah, playing guitar is not easy. (laughs) Nope. Okay, and what is your game, Andy? Pipe Dream. Pipe Dream. If you don't know what it is... Sounds like a very fun activity. It was one of the games that was put out in... uh, no, not pipe. Or is it? Oh, it's also called Pipe Mania. Pipe Maze, probably. Pipe Dream. Um, yeah, is there one on the Android market? I don't know. If there isn't, I know what I'm doing for my class now. Creating Pipe Dream? Yep. For those who don't know what it is, um, if you've played Bioshock, if you had to hack a machine, it was Pipe Dream, which the game can always be as easy or as hard as you want it, depending on how long you want to make the pipe. Pipe Dream! There it is. Yeah. I spent hours trying to see how long I can make the, the pipes to be. Because you started getting a higher and higher bonus for if you got it above like a certain length per the level. And you got a bonus if you were able to loop the pipe around on itself because there were uh, T's. So you could go one way and then wrap it around a section to go do a loop. But yeah, it was a really fun game and a true fee pipe mania remake called Aqua. <laughs> You could download it for your computer. Yep. So that was many hours, especially since those it was the basic game that you got on some computers. So it was like solitaire free cell and it was just included. Yeah, that the the ski free and one with the cats oh, and God, the mice. Oh god, ski free. Yeah, it was along those lines. All those games were wow. Yeah, Jez Ball. Oh god. I Rodents remember that. Revenge. That's the name of the cat and mouse one. Oh, God. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <sighs> Plenty of hours spent with those Microsoft Entertainment Packs. I think I actually, at one point, was bought all three of the Microsoft Entertainment Packs and had all of those on my computer. That was fun. Right. So, um, random review. Speaking of games. Yep. Random review. I thought we were going to do Portal 2, but no. No. David decided that reviewing Portal 2 this soon would just be too full of spoilers. Dave would need to learn how to review a game without spoiling it. Says the man who talked about an event in Portal 2. Oh, wait, no, that was, was that Briar? Was that you? Who talked about Wheatley the robot? One of you said something about what happened in the game, and I pointed out that the other hadn't gotten there yet. I think Bry said something. Yes, because I had not gotten that far into the game. <coughs> right. I was just saying how I hated Wheatley the yep. cube, the ball, whatever yep. he is. Because you core. don't like Richie, Ricky Gervais, who no. is not Wheatley. But we will talk about that next week when we review Portal 2. Okay. Oh, speaking of um, the review and the contest for Portal 2. Oh, yeah. If you have gotten this far, my idea is you send me an email, QS23, at QS number 23, at RAPodcast.net. Um, label your email, Portal Contest. If not, I'll probably will find it anyway. Um, but I want to see what the, the coolest idea, of, if you had a portal gun in real life, what would you what would you use it for? One thing, coolest idea, um, will win a copy of Portal 2. Ooh. Interesting. So, like, the idea of you can't use this because... Coolest idea of a portal. The fact that um, how Gabe and Tycho wanted to use the portals to use an, to make an endless slide. The, the shirt, the endless slide shirt from right. Penny Arcade, stuff like that. But you can't use the endless slide because I just brought it up. So, if you would like Portal 2 and you don't have it, think. Send me what would you use portals for? Mm-hmm. But our review is not about Portal 2. It's about Magicka. A M A G I C K A. Magica also available on Steam. Which, if it's a PC game, most likely I would prefer actually getting it on Steam rather than anywhere else. Yeah, we. Well, I bought the the four pack. Magica is uh, a game. It reminded me a lot of uh, Castle Crashers. Yep. You, you start with eight elements. 
and like earth, fire, wind, ice, cold, whatever. Yeah, well, you don't get you get earth, it's, fire, ice. No, uh, it's not ice. It's frost. It's frost. I'm sorry. Earth, fire, frost, lightning, water, life, shield, arcane. And it's kind of like alchemy, the game that we talked about for the phones, where you combine elements. Instead of cre- creating new elements, you um, create spells using these. You can pick up to five, and you can pick multiple of them. So you could queue up five earths, and then you cast it. And there's three ways to cast it. You can cast it around yourself, like an AOE, area of effect spell. You can cast it in a direct, or you can cast it directly on yourself. So you can Which, either make as like Andy a, found out, it's not always the best thing to do. No. Um, <clears throat> How is that fire and earth self cast, Andy? Um, not good, especially um, there. When I played this game, we were going to record uh, audio of four of us: uh, me, Dave, uh, Brian, who's been on the show, and uh, Brendan. Brendan, who's also been on the show, um, playing the game. Except it would have been ten minutes of "I'm dead" or "Ow, stop that! Don't hurt me!" Ow, stop! No, uh, that's bad. Friendly Ooh. fire is on. Who, who did that to me? Why did you do that? Nobody res him because he did that. That was me when I accidentally call, uh, conjured up a bubble shield because I wanted to keep guys off of the boat we were on without realizing that two people were firing beams beams of basically death. See, at that point, you were laughing so hysterically, I figured you had done it on purpose. I was laughing hysterically because it was ridiculous. It was something completely uncalled for and um, unexpected for, yes. to, for that to happen. <laughs> Uh, so the, the 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 biggest part of the game is the chaos that comes out in multiplayer because all the spells react in different ways to each other. And like the fact that um, if you're wet and you try and cast a lightning spell, it will hurt you. It hurts you because you can't channel lightning when you're wet because you get hurt. Electricity and water don't mix. No, just like fire and water also don't mix, which is the way fire and act. water mixes. Fire and water makes steam. Okay. Fire and frost don't mix. No. There you go. Water and frost mix. They give you ice. So yeah, it's the game is pure chaos, and I honestly say you have to play it in multiplayer. Yes, because I tried playing it by myself, and I'm like, oh, ho hum. It's kind of it's fun by yourself, but it's not the same. I mean, the writing is great. Yes, it, it, you have to know lots of things to get all of the jokes, like the fact that for some odd reason you get an M60 in the game, yep. and it was said it was put together by um, somebody named Angus with a shotgun and a paperclip. Yeah, shotgun and a paperclip, which other people didn't get the joke. I thought was funny because Angus is the first name of MacGyver, and so putting it together with a shotgun and a paperclip, that's yeah, MacGyver's... It's a very MacGyver thing. There's even that joke about the, the MacGyver toy or something that was just a paperclip inside the package. What? I, Go Google MacGyver and paperclip in it okay. in the image search and you'll see it. Okay. Um, there are tons of jokes in there though. I mean, there's you you fight the knights who say knee. who are not actually the knights who say knee, but they're it's a bunch of druids. They're going around shouting shrubbery and knee and ecky. Lots of there are lots of in jokes. Oh my god, so many. And the chaos is, is, it's a lot of fun. It's terrible. And you, you eventually start to get down some strategy. But for one boss battle, we all settled on a single attack that combines with itself. And so we had four people doing the same attack. My problem with the thing, though, is the fact that it's almost like the same reason I don't like fighting games is the fact that you have to memorize thousands of spells, mainly. Maybe hundreds no. of spells. No. But it still comes down to... Arcane Blast, Lightning Blast, Shield. There are, I think, a few key ones that it's helpful to remember, but especially in multiplayer, if you've got a voice check going, you can always say, hey, what was that one again? But it's also the fact that the the spells use Q, W, E, R, A, S, D, and F on the keyboard. Which are remappable. Which I did not know, because... 
it, those keys include W, A, S, and D. Now, which, so you wanted to try and move using the keyboard? Yes. A lot of times I would accidentally hurt myself by trying to press S or A or something and then it trying to move. And instead um, would either cast lightning or um, basically death in an area rather than trying to move to that area. It would just cast death. Which, now that I know that those are pre-programmable, I would move them. But still, yep. you have that same hand position. No matter See, where it is I, on the keyboard. I have a very different um, mindset when my hands are in that position. When your hands are in W, A, S, and D, you have well, a because I Were you playing it with your, your three fingers with W, A, S, D? Yeah. I was playing four fingers on Q, W, E, R, T, or Q, W, E, R. See, I, my hand is in that position, because and it just feels weird. Well, that's how you play League of Legends. Ah. Uh, it's with Q, W, E, R. So that's the mindset I'm in, and that's spellcasting, so that was fine for me. Okay, so if, you, if you're if you a computer FPS person... I do like, FPS. Hell, WoW is WASD. Yeah, to me, it, you got to break yourself of that mindset, otherwise there's yeah. going to be even you're, more you're dying a lot. Than, than there is. God, the amount of death. So there is DLC for this, which we didn't pick up, which, which is Magicka Vietnam. I'm guessing is making fun of the whole... Battlefield Bad Company 2 Vietnam. And Call of Duty whatever. Yeah. Or is it Medal of Honor Vietnam or something like that. It's, it, it, it's a pretty satirical take on it. So if you have four friends... Ten bucks. Wanna, or four friends with ten bucks each. Well, three friends, feeling, I guess. Yeah. Or if you're feeling generous, you can buy actually a four-pack and then just gift on Steam the other three to people. Yep. Give it a try. It's really good. It, it really is very funny. I didn't think it was that funny. There was a lot of death, and I was feeling discouraged at the point because I didn't know what was <coughs> going on at that time. And everybody... I see these giant bolts of death and lightning and everything, and I'm like, uh... Shield. <laughs> Oops. Boom. Wrong shield. <laughs> Um, frost. Oops, I slowed myself down. Yeah. Um, heal. <laughs> heal myself. Heal, heal myself. Oh, God, heal. Oh, God, heal. No, it, it really is a pretty fun game. It's just, you, you need to do it with a good group of friends. So, finally, random topic. Okay. If you could go back in time and kick a philosopher in the nuts, who would it be and why? I don't know many philosophers. Aristotle was a philosopher. Socrates, Plato was a philosopher. Plato, Hume, Kaf- Kafka? Yeah. Um, Tao. Confucius, yeah. Musashi, Buddha, I guess, technically was a philosopher. Was Buddha a philosopher? Yes-ish. Uh, a lot of people are philosophers. Anyone with a doctorate is a philosopher. That's what the Ph and PhD stands for. Yeah. If I had to get, you could go back in time and kick, why would you want to? If I could go back in time, kicking a philosopher or kneeing a philosopher would be the last thing in my mind. <laughs> Oh, look, like, I'm back in time. What do I want to do? Junk punch. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't do that. Wouldn't happen. I don't know who, what philosopher I'd want to kick in the nuts. I never, I didn't really... I wouldn't. I mean, if it just, I wouldn't. I'm just Besides, you never know what the effect would be on the timeline. <laughs> well, I think if you showed up in modern clothing, you would really freak out like Socrates or somebody. Yeah, well, like, you go back, you punch Socrates in the nuts, and then he decides not to do half his stuff, and then all of a sudden we don't have democracy anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know. There was some... I no, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I think that's it. There were there were some of the things in the end of Zen and the Art of <coughs> Motorcycle Maintenance. Which Did you get a book from Hans for graduation? Did you get that book? No. You didn't? I don't think so. Hmm. I swear he gave that to... Hans, if you gave that to me, I'm sorry. I don't remember, and I don't believe I've got it anywhere. Somebody well, read it could... give it to me. <laughs> um, I have a copy, which I could easily give to you to read. That, that, that's fine. I have enough other things to read at the moment. Like what? Uh, Game of Thrones. 
how to program Android applications. Isn't Game of Thrones a TV series? It is. I'm guessing is a TV series based off the books. Yes, it's a widely successful HBO series now. Uh, after the pilot, they were renewed for a second season. Must have been quite a pilot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't feel like there's any philosopher out there that I disagreed with so much that it would... That they deserve a punch in the junk. Yeah. That's also kind of uh, uh, presumptuous that all philosophers are male. <laughs> well, there were a lot of male philosophers in history. The yes. old white guys of history. I mean, yeah, there were also a lot of females. Old white guys, as you bring, bring up Confucius. <laughs> Telling me Confucius was an old white guy? Well, I'm saying in Western civilization, we believe philosophy and history is just a bunch of old white guys. Right, right. I am smart enough to I know and have a world. We're going to leave Andy with his foot in his mouth. You know what, Dave? <laughs> you should be a philosopher. So you can go back in time? <laughs> you don't need to go back in time, Andy. That is true. I just have to go 100 miles, which I'm going to yeah. be doing. You're going to be doing later today. Mm. All right, yeah. We're to hang out. Well, not hang out, but meet up with each other at some point. Mm. I think I should wear a cup. <laughs> and now I think we should leave on that. Okay.